And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The U. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. It's a cane thing when we walk through. With the U ain't no bark, dude. Straight dog when we bring the fight. Ain't scared of no bright lights. It's For those of you just logging in, I guess obviously today was, uh, was a pretty special day. And I, I was able to actually talk to... Uh, Mario's brother Lou who played at Miami he was two years ahead of him um, and I got a chance to talk to Mario's wife Jessica and, and uh, you know for the Cristobal family I, I just wrote a big piece on it you know this was 35 years in the making you know uh, there were two Cuban kids you know Cuban American kids whose parents came here you know out of exile and um, you know just wanting to make something of their lives and the kids grew up baseball players they they never imagined that they would be end up playing football even though that's what they really wanted to do they were they were like dolphins uh lou was a dolphins fan mario was a diehard steelers fan and you know they always wanted to play football but their parents were gonna let them do it and they get to columbus high school and basically between the coaches begging them and 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 them begging their parents they finally let them play football and, and it set them off on this path where you know, Mario, both of them play. They both win national championships. Um, they both make it to the pros. And now Mario he spent, you know, his whole life, uh, adult life coaching. And you get to this day um, where, you know, he's he's at the top of the hill. It was just a very emotional day for Mario. I think people who knew him in Oregon respected his work ethic, respected what he put into the days. Uh, he, he was, you know, working long hours and um, recruiting was – was what he's passionate about, right? And and we've seen it already here at day one as the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Like he's, I, I've been tweeting out this stuff. I don't know if you guys have been following it on Twitter or or even here at the Athletic, where I've put up a couple little notes. But he was at uh, the practice of Wesley Besaint, the four-star linebacker from Miami Central, who uh, committed to Miami over the weekend. He was there with six assistant coaches uh, for the Hurricanes and was basically planning to visit Nigel Lee Kelly, the four-star defensive end from Fort Lauderdale Dillard that he was recruiting to Oregon. Um, and now uh, after that, he was going to go visit Earl Little Jr., the four-star defensive back out of American Heritage. Miami had basically one commitment from, from Dade and Broward County heading into today. Signing day is December 15th, eight days away, and Mario is already, you know, he's going to Texas tomorrow. He's going to go after some former Oregon commitments, including an offensive lineman like you can just see like the excitement level and the difference on day one already, and and just the passion from this guy. And, and I don't, I'm not sitting here to you know trying to bash Manny Diaz, but I think there's without question there's a difference in, in coaching. And you know I said it when Manny got the job three years ago. I, Miami needed a guy like Mario Cristobal, a guy who was hungry, who was a recruiter. Um, and I think today you're starting to see the rewards of of what hiring. Mario Cristobal is all about. So we can start from we can start from there. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, we will go to Jason first. Let's see, um, Jason popping on. Jason, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask, a, I guess, a question about, you know, obviously Miami right now is all of a sudden, um, you know, throwing money into the program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a huge talk of, of the past couple of weeks. Um, and Manny, I know you've been doing a great job reporting on it. So I know, I think in one of your earlier podcasts, you know, you mentioned how, you know, the, um, the university only had like $90 million of profit. Um, and now mm-hmm. it's, you know, at like 450 or I don't know, maybe 500 million or something of, or another. It, did we kind of get fortunate that Kirk Herbstreet decided to, you know, go on his rant in 2021 instead of 2019? And I guess really my ultimate question is how much of a, a coincidence was this that all of the pieces came together um, right now when Miami actually had the money? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, first of all, I mean, Kirk Herbstreit deserves all the credit for making this a national story. There's no, without question. But I think there's been a lot of reporters who've covered this team for a long time. Um, Barry Jackson, for instance, at the Miami Herald, my former colleague who I worked with for many years, Gary Furman, who runs Kane Sport. I mean, the guys at 247 Sports, people who have poured a lot of energy into covering this team over the years that have said, like, if Miami's ever going to be competitive, they have to pour resources into football. They can't just operate the way that they've been operating. We talked about that here on the Wide Right podcast for the last couple of years uh, with Zim. You know, Zimmerman and I have talked about that. And I, I just think, you know, the situation was this. Once once he got called out um, and the president felt the need to, to, to sort of react, you know, Miami entered a new phase where they were willing to spend university dollars, which is something they'd never done before. And their whole thought process with all of this was, look, we've got more resources now. And, and one thing I want to clarify Yes, the whatever it was, $400 million in profits that they got out of Health. that's not like directly like Miami isn't bankrolling all of this with, you know, COVID patients. You know what I'm saying? Like this is them saying, no, 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 we have enough money where we're comfortable, where we can help the athletic team. Um, and it's because of some of that success that they had with with Health. And and so ultimately here they are bankrolling this because they feel like they're going to get a return on investment. You know, they're going to, they feel like the more you invest into football, you know, the, the, the stadium will fill up more. There'll be more fans into it if Miami's competing for championships. And so that's their gamble. And, and so essentially they made this commitment to Mario for 10 years, eight, you know, 8 million a year. And as well as the, uh, the, the, the money for the assistant coaches. And so, you know, it's a new era, right? I mean, that's it's it's what needed to happen at Miami long ago, but they weren't ready to do it. And you know, we'll see what happens here in the years to come. I mean, Miami's in the ACC, where of the among among the Power Five schools, uh, it, it's the one that makes the least amount of money in terms of you know what what they share and TV revenue. So we'll see how long this commitment lasts. I, I think obviously they're in it for at least ten years <laughs> and the eighty million tomorrow. But right now they're they're investing in football, expecting to get return. And um, it's a good thing if you're a Miami fan. At least the next few years, we know for sure that they're going to be going after it. And, and you know, maybe Mario's not the, the, the perfect game day coach for some people, right? He's lost some games that people aren't happy with. He's 62 and 60 overall. But I think all, all in all, you know, they landed themselves a, a guy who is an experienced head coach, a great recruiter, and, and it's going to set them off on the right path, in my opinion. Thanks so much, Jason. Let's go to Alfred next. Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to come in the room and, man, I, you know, you, you hit a nail on the head. I've, I've been saying this for, for years. When you look at some of these big time programs, 
when you look at a Georgia who hasn't won a national title since the 1980s or something like that, when you look at Clemson who has a been dominant of late, they have a couple titles. Our brand, five national championships, the amount of people we sent to the NFL, the amount of Hall of Famers, the recruiting bed. I just felt like we let too many people in our own backyard get mm-hmm. out of, yeah. get out of Miami, and that was where we fell. You know, the the talent. If you look at Alabama teams, a lot. A lot of that talent came from Florida. And so when you hire Mario, who's a proven recruiter, and getting the energy back, I mean, just already I've seen reports. I've been on Twitter all day. I, I think he done met with Earl Little Jr. I've seen him at Miami Central, which is high school I went to. I'm excited as a Kang fan, you know, for the first time in a very long time of what he's going to do on the recruiting trail to really build his program. What you guys think about, you know, the next phase for me, is the assistant coaches that he's going to put around. I heard about Joe Brady. What you guys think about that, if we were able to pull the trigger on something like that? You know, the, and I checked with a couple, you know, the good thing working at The Athletic, I've got resources like Bruce Feldman, right, Who who's very plugged into the coaching scene. And, you know, Bruce uh, is skeptical just because he knows that Joe Brady hates recruiting. And he doesn't know that that necessarily work with Mario Cristobal, who's obviously all about recruiting. Um, but he's a great play caller. So I know there was some smoke out there, people saying that maybe Joe would be interested in the Miami job, uh, but I, I'm not 100% sure that the feeling's re- uh, reciprocal, and we'll find out. But, look, as far as the assistant coaches, you know, Mario said today he's he feels like there's some good people on staff here that he was going to at least look into um, and sort of evaluate here in bowl prep. Um, but I think, you know, so certainly without question, uh, Alex Mirabal, his offensive line coach, is going to be coming in and replacing Garen Justice. Um, that's that's a 100% slam dunk. They graduated high school together, Columbus, in 1988. And um, ultimately here, you know, the, the, he's going to he's gonna hire a good roster, man. And he, I'm, he has, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about, about – um, I heard about through one of my sources about they looking at the bring in Clint Hurt to be the defensive coordinator – also, Kendall Browse, he's also a potential candidate at the offensive coordinator position. But I'm just excited. I haven't been this excited in a long time to really have a real program of putting money in and resources to really give us a chance to compete at the highest level. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the bottom line here is, you know, win or lose here, Miami's invested in this. And hopefully uh, it leads to more wins. I, I think it will automatically. You, you bring in better coaches. Uh, better talent, um, it, it's going to get better automatically. Yeah, and they have a good team already going into next year, man. Like, they have a good team going into next year. So I think there's a real chance they could win the conference championship next year. All right, I'm loving the energy from you guys early on. Let's go to Brandon. Let's see what Brandon has to say. Hey, guys. Uh, huge fan. Thank you, Manny, for the coverage. You deserve a, a long vacation after all of it. Uh, Call me from Saskatchewan, Canada, if you can believe it. But my oh, wow. question is, uh, you guys foresee any issues with uh, with guys transferring out? I know, Manny, in your coverage, you had a lot of points that uh, the parents of the, the current players especially loved Manny. And, you know, um, obviously it seems like you said we have a good young core here with Van Dyke and the like. But do you see any issues with, with guys transferring out? And I guess on the flip side, with, with Cristobal coming in, do you see uh, an opportunity to, to coach some other players? 
Yeah, you know, somebody mentioned to me Justin Flo, right, the uh, five-star linebacker that, that passed on Miami a couple of years ago who was up there at Oregon, that maybe he'd come down here uh, to come play for Mario. Um, I think there's certainly possibilities. I heard Terrence Lewis, the, the five-star from last year out of Miami Northwestern, who, who is in the transfer portal, could be somebody else uh, that comes down. So, uh, you know, I know I know there's a lot of names right now and rumors about guys who could potentially end up down here. Um, I, 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 as far as departures, I think without question, there's going to be. I think Mario's going to take a hard look at this roster uh, the same way Manny Diaz was doing. Um, and, and I don't want to say run guys off, but certainly tell them, hey, uh, get in the transfer portal because you're not going to play here. And I can expect those kind of things to happen. And as well as when the roster changes, you know, depending on who they add here through the portal, um, and, and who they add as far as the recruiting class. It, it really seems to me Mario is going hard here to finish strong um, before December 15th. They, they, they're gonna, it looks like they're going to add some names here of some really good players, uh, some that were former Oregon commitments and guys that were looking at Oregon that he, that he may be able to steal from Miami. Awesome. Thank you so much, Manny. No problem. All right, that was Brandon. Let's go to Joseph now. Let's see if we can get Joseph in here. Hey, Joseph, you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Do you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Hey, again, just like the last guy said, big fan of Manny. You know, Manny, honestly, I didn't know who you were until about a month ago, man, but you are an awesome guy. I subscribe to The Athletic because of you now. Um, so just great work. I'm a huge fan. Appreciate uh, that. More, more or less just to kind of follow up on, uh, I think, what the guy before Brandon asked. Um I'm I'm more of a defensive guy, so I'm interested in. Have you heard of any who, who's going to be the next defensive coordinator? I'm a big Charlie Strong fan. Um, I know it's just all talk up to this point. Have you heard anything with that? And then also uh, to ask about uh, the offense. Our offense was just flowing in the last half of the year with just passes and everything, and Tyler Van Dyke was going off. Uh, as far as like an offensive scheme and a defensive scheme, do we know what Mario wants to run? Is he going to stick with like a heavy pass um, or like a defense? Is he going to do like a four, three or uh, almost like a, a five man front? Do we know anything about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's all based on personalities. You gotta, you gotta, you know, run what you, what you, what you run is based on the players that you got. Right. And you, and you frame it around those guys. And, and right now I think offensively he's got, uh, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming back next year. So, uh, I would assume that they're gonna they're gonna run this uh, up tempo spread offense that Red Lashley runs. There might be some variations to it uh, depending on who the coordinator is, but ultimately I think the, schematically they have to do what was successful last year with with Tyler Van Dyke. Um, I think he's he wants to certainly upgrade the offensive line, wants to be able to run the ball better. That's something Miami didn't do very well. Uh, Jalen Knighton hit some big runs the second half of the season, but uh, there were games where they struggled to run the football uh, down the stretch. So. I think uh, without question, they're going to be looking to upgrade in that area. Um, as far as, uh, you know, names of, of coordinators, I mean, every, every, it's just all speculation right now. Um, on, on the defensive side, somebody mentioned to me Glenn Schumann today, obviously from Georgia. And uh, when, I, when I checked in with, um, with Bruce Feldman on that, Bruce is the, the coach guy, uh, <laughs> he, he mentioned that Mario interviewed him last year um, for, for the job at, at Oregon and really liked him. And so, I think I think that's a name certainly to watch. Um, you know, if you can pull uh, a guy like Schumann out of there, that'd be huge. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, uh, the cornerbacks coach Rod, you know, Rod Chance, 
that his name has been mentioned. I think he's over there at Oregon, um, he, you know, running that team. And, and somebody mentioned uh, Brian McClendon, the receivers coach, as a guy who could potentially end up here as well. So we'll, we'll see, man. It, it's so early in the process, and Mario is, is diving headfirst into recruiting and just upgrading the roster that I think – you know, he. I think he wants to sit and wait and, and evaluate the coaches here at Miami while still having conversations. So I, I think we're still a couple of weeks away before, you know, we get any real, real clarity on on assistant coaches. Thank you, sir. Hmm. Oh, Manny, I got a question. While we, you know, wait for for more more fans to chime in. Like again, would love to hear all of your thoughts. Whether you have questions or you just want to, you know, voice your opinions and whatnot. We'd love to hear from you. Uh. Actually, you know what? We've got a couple now. I will hold that question and see if one of our subscribers uh, has the same one. I'll let them ask you. Let's go to okay. Hassan first. Uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for sitting there. This, this up, uh, it's a great like forum or uh, and great job, Manny, on the, all the updates and the article you just put out that 35 years of the making. But um. My question was, do you have any inkling of uh, when, like, Mario actually probably really decided? Do you think it was Sunday or, like, Sunday evening or maybe before the weekend? Well, when when I tweeted out around 4 p.m. on Sunday that it looked really, really good for Miami, um, I pretty much knew then that he had told them he was coming, okay? The problem was they didn't want to jinx it. They were so worried that he would back out. So sometimes Sunday, mid-Sunday afternoon, I think, is when he gave them the word. And the thing is, he still hadn't signed the contract uh, until Monday morning, which is why you saw that alert um, on Sports Illustrated uh, by Sports Illustrated's uh, writer saying, uh, Ross Dellinger saying that they gave him until a noon deadline on on Saturday. Um, So I think ultimately he didn't agree to all of you know, sort of the negotiations until then on Sunday. But I think mentally he'd already made the decision over the weekend. I heard Friday night it was an $8 million deal, uh, $8 million a year deal. I didn't report anything because it was so premature. It was right after the game. But I think that was the initial paperwork. And I think the money was fine. Uh, It was close enough to whatever Oregon's offer was or a little bit more. And then I think it really just came down to, man, am I really going to leave Oregon and, and Phil Knight and all these guys. He didn't want to leave with any bad feelings, and he certainly didn't want to leave without being able to tell his players in person. Uh, and then Miami, of course, had their own mess to deal with, right, with with uh, Manny Diaz and firing him. And so, it, you know, it didn't come out till Monday, obviously, because of all those other reasons. But I think Saturday, S- Sunday afternoon is when he really, really knew. And according to some of the, the people that um, – that I spoke to, you know, who, who were close to Mario, they were saying, you know, Sunday was already done. But, uh, you know, I think, again, I don't think the paperwork was signed until Monday morning. All right, let's go to Connor. Connor is next up. Connor, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me, guys? Yep. Oh, hey, what's going on? Um, first off, Manny, thanks a lot. You guys uh keeping me sane throughout all this coverage. Um. But I, I guess I was thinking today, Mario was talking about recruiting a lot in the press conference. And we're not that far off. You know, he was talking about stacking classes. Manny stacked two pretty good ones the last two years. This class looked like a total wash, but Mario's coming in. It's looking like he's going to change it. So, boom, there's your third class. And then the 2023 kids, you got to imagine he's going to clean up there. So that puts you at four classes right there. 
nice little runway for Mario going forward. Um, so I'm just I'm pumped about the program right now. But my question to you is, do we have any news on Radakovich? I know he might have been meeting with Manny today, but it doesn't sound like that happened because Manny was or uh, Mario. Jesus. Mario I know. We got to get her up straight. <laughs> yeah, because Mario was going off uh, recruiting and stuff. So any news yeah. on Radakovich? Yeah, when I when I asked for an update today, um, when it could be finalized, uh, I was told that there wouldn't be an announcement probably until next week, which which tells me that it's sort of fluid based on where um, Mario's going to be, right? Um, I know he's going to be in Texas tomorrow. I, I was able to confirm that with somebody in Miami's recruiting department. Um, and I know that, um, you know, he's basically attacking this thing really, really hard because I think they're trying to get some people to visit this weekend. Um, you know, the last sort of recruiting weekend. So maybe until Saturday or something like that, whenever him and Radakovich can meet in person, because I think that's what they want more than anything else is to have the meet in person and, and then iron out like, you know, any, any details so that Radakovich signs and officially takes the job. All right, let's go to Jessica. Hi. Um, this is, you know, I, this is more a plea to all of us, including myself, than it is a question. Um, sure. You know, I think what that caller before us was saying about the recruiting classes, but I think one of the biggest problems at Miami has been the impatience of the fans, of the athletic department, of everyone. If you look at the coaching turnover that the Miami program has had since 2001, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's not a sustainable way to build a program or build a culture those things take time and I don't think there's been a coach since at least before Randy Shannon who got the chance to recruit five full classes and get all their own guys in so I know that nobody wants to hear this I don't want to hear this but I really think we all need to be patient I think we might have some success right away but it also might take longer than we want it to and I think that has to be okay we have to let a real culture shift happen we have to let the program get built up the way that mario wants it to and we have to just trust i i agree with you jessica and you know people called me a manny apologist every time i uh i, I defended him and said we needed to give him more time um that said i also feel like in the end miami got a better coach now um and in mario cristobal probably the guy who should have gotten the job three years ago if we're being honest but i think to your overall point um, you know, look, I, I understand why Miami fans are angry and frustrated and want to change because, it, you know, it's been 17, 18 years. There's only been one trip to the ACC championship game and all the time that they've been in the ACC. And that was back in 2004. And so for Miami fans, you know, it was kind of like, well, who's going to make the change, right? Who's going to step up in the administration and really make a difference here so that you can get out of your rut? And it finally happened this year. And unfortunately for Manny Diaz, it cost him his job after just three years. Um, so to your point, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think you could be changing coaches every three years and have any sort of sustained, sustained success. Um, that said, I think, you know, we may look back in a year or two or in a couple of years and say, you know what? Manny Diaz did a good enough job where he helped Mario Cristobal um, get Miami to where they needed to go to win an ACC championship or to get into the college football playoff. Because I think he certainly, he and his staff certainly did a good job recruiting um, the last two years, I know this, this year's class was kind of down, but he was gambling. He was gambling on a good year to get some of these top local players. Um, in the end, Mario might still be able to get some of these guys, you know. So, uh, but you're, to your point, you're absolutely right. All right, Manny, here's my question. So we, we heard a lot about Mario Cristobal talking about 
you know, the you family and how everybody needs to come together, right? From from people you've been talking to, and, and I don't know if you know this answer yet or, or or what, but do we know how much involvement former players will have with the program? Not necessarily, you know, uh, being a part of the staff and whatnot, but just being around the program, feeling welcomed, because we, we've kind of seen that dip throughout the years. And I know a lot of that had to do with the NCAA, you know, regulations um, after Nevin Shapiro and all that. But do you think we'll start seeing former Canes back around the program, feeling more like a family again? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I talked to Brett Romberg and, and uh, Joaquin Gonzalez today about that because they were both there at the event. And, um, you know, the answer I got from Brett was kind of surprising. He said, you know, you're not going to hear shit from me again. Those were his exact words. (laughs) And I said, why? And he said, because we have a guy in there that we all feel good about that, that we know represents what we feel and what we want to see happen with the program. Um, and I said, well, does that mean you're not going to come around? He says, look, uh, we don't need to come and step on anybody's toes. We know that Mario has this. But if he wants us to come, if he wants us to be involved in all that, we, we, we certainly will. And I think, um, you know, that's that's huge. I mean, uh, it's, it's funny. It's like all this time, like, you know, you hear the players complaining about the sideline axes. And I, while I still think they're going to want that on game day, I, I think the reality is today was one of those days where, uh, you know, as – Romberg pointed out, what, what can you say? How can you criticize? We've got the guy in there that we want. And so at this point, um, you know, I don't know that you're going to see as many people making that excuse. Oh, the coaches don't let me in. I, I think those things are going to come to an end. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, fans. Keith, you know, this might be the last call, Manny. We'll see if anybody else has some last questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you if you guys want to ask something, get something off your chest, feel free. We've got Carlos coming in now. I have a feeling I know who this is, but Carlos, go ahead. Hey, uh, Manny, first time, long time. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, first of all, how I, I read an article today in Miami Podcast Weekly that says that you are one half of the sexiest podcasting duo on the air right now. How does that feel? And also, um, is there any chance, from what I've heard, that there is going to be another position to open up with the administration for a particular fan who hosts a couple podcasts? I'll hang up. All right, Carlos. Well, I, I know that you're certainly interested in that beer and wing uh, position that you uh, are so hoping for. I've talked to Rudy Fernandez for you on your behalf, and Rudy says he'll entertain it. Um, as far as the sexy half of the podcasting you know, you carry all of that. I, there is nothing sexy about me. I'm a tired, fat sports writer who needs a vacation. So you are you are the sexy brother. I appreciate that. My wife would beg to differ, but that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks, Carlos. All right, we got Seth coming on now. Let's go to Seth. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. yep. Um, hey, everyone. I just um, – I kind of have a rare – perspective um i'm out on the west coast and most of my friends uh, went to oregon and i've been following their program with mario um i just want to let everyone know how unbelievably lucky we are for getting him he solves the two things that we have not been able to do in 15 years immediately. And, and recruiting is the biggest one. 
And, and I just want everyone to like kind of give him, you know, th there might be some hires that might be questionable. They're not give, give this guy the benefit of the doubt. But I think what everyone's going to notice the biggest difference that I noticed, especially when he was at Oregon, his recruiting is, I've never seen anything like it. And, and so that's what I'm most excited about. Everything else is going to fall into place. He didn't have a Van Dyke the last two years at Oregon, you know? Um, so, and everyone's giving him like, Oh, he, Anthony Brown, you know, would, would not play at Miami, you know? Yeah, no, there's no question. I, they, offensively, there were limitations for them. And I know that they had a lot of injuries down the stretch. I think they were out, what, five or six starters um, those last couple of games against Utah. Um, you know, the one thing I think you can say for sure with Mario is there's going to be enough depth at Miami. Like it, it, the way he recruits, you know, yes, kids may enter the transfer portal every year because they're not playing like that's inevitable. But I think just as far as a roster management level, there's going to be more players that he can attract to Miami, I think, in the long run, if Miami's serious about winning and contending, than he will at Oregon. I mean, it's just it, geographically, it's in the part of the country where a lot of kids, you know, a lot of the talent comes from. So they'll be closer to home. Um, and, and, you know, Miami's an exciting place to live, man. Like, uh, we've never seen Miami at its peak. Like, in terms of in the last 20 years, like, in this new era of college football with NIL and all the money being spent, like, we have not seen Miami at its peak yet. And it's scary to think what it could be at if everything was running the way it was supposed to. Um, I mean, you think back to that 2001 team and how talent-laden it was, one of the greatest teams of all time, you know, in terms of first-round picks, et cetera. Well, what about in today's world with NIL, like the amount of money that, that those guys would have been able to make? With NIL, um, I, I just I, I I think the potential here is limitless if he can get the players to come here, and it's gonna take winning. I've said this all along, and people who listen to the podcast regularly, I say this: um, they can't lose to Duke anymore. They can't lose to Virginia. They've got to beat the teams that they're better than on paper. Even if those teams are well coached, even if they have some good players, like. Miami is expected to win. And when you have those disappointing losses, that is what kills your momentum here at Miami. And I think as Mario, if Mario can avoid that, um, he's going to be fine. They're, the kids are going to line up to come here. I think that's a perfect way to, uh, to wrap this up, Manny. I think that's, that's well said about what Mario is going to bring to the table and what, what we can expect in the future. Uh, I urge all of you to please go check out Manny's work. On The Athletic, if you're not a subscriber, please just go to theathletic.com slash wide right. You'll get 33% off of an annual subscription, and that's Manny's holiday gift to you. Please check out the Wide Right podcast on Apple, Spotify, on The Athletic, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Manny, you want to you wanna take us out of here? Yeah, just thanks Thanks for subscribing. I got a lot more of you guys uh, reading my stuff and uh, participating. And these things are fun. I think we're going to try to do one every week, you know, uh, through through signing day at least. And, um, you know, uh, even February as we get closer, I think we'll, we'll try to make these regularly if we can. Uh, if they're well participated in and, and people have questions. So, And don't be afraid to step up to the mic because we'll happily uh, take those questions from you. 305 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.